היי. שלום, שלום. שלום, שלום, מה נשמע? הכל בסדר, עכשיו הפודקאסט שלנו יהיה בעברית. נכון, אז כל האמריקאים ששומעים את זה, סליחה. לא, הם לומדים עברית. כאילו, הם אמריקאים, אבל אפשר להם לדבר בעברית, לשמוע, להבין. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it goes. Okay. When you sign your name in Hebrew, you sign your name Aliza or Alison? It depends for what, but so far I've only signed in English. <laughs> Very fair. Very yeah. Very fair. On all the documents, I'm like, I don't want any trouble here. This is the signature that is known. Yeah. Yesterday, on, when we made Aliyah. Yeah. <laughs> um, On the documents, because when you get to Israel, they just do your transliterated name. So my full English name is Kevin Matthew Wolf. They don't ask you how you want to spell it. They just, they do it with their rules of how they want to transliterate it. So the document said Kevin Wolf, but I was like, my Hebrew name is Meir. So mm. I was signing Meir Wolf and I'm like, it's okay that like I'm writing Meir and like it says Kevin. They're like, it's a signature. It's whatever you want. I think your signature is mm, mm. How do you spell that? <laughs> And what does that mean? You I have think to elaborate like, what that means because like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like when someone says a good idea, uh, uh, you'll be like, mm, mm. mm. <laughs> I do give it a little mm. <laughs> you'll be like, mm, I hear that. Mm, say more. Now, if anybody's really, really dedicated to this podcast, go ahead. Take all the clips from our podcast where I'm like, mm. And then that could be my vocal signature. <laughs> Voice have. signature. Yeah, we got we to gotta get like a, a theme song for the podcast. <laughs> It should just be my reflective mm, 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 sounds. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Digitize it. Digitize the... Yeah, something. Auto-tune so, it? Something with that. Yeah. I think we can come up with something better. And I can come up with a better signature. Yeah. But I don't know. Do we, should we rename it? I thought you were going to say, like, your signature is shakshuka. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, shakshuka. <laughs> I don't know. Do, should we re- rename the podcast, though? Toro Mitzion, Toro Mitel Aviv. No, that already exists. Toro Mitel Aviv is actually a kind of sick call. Tel Aviv Torah. I don't know. The only thing is, is that there's probably going to be an organization that o- opens called Torah Mitel Aviv. Something like that. Yeah. I like Torah between us, but, but, but I'm just, now we're doing all How this Hebrew. How do you Hebrew. say it in Hebrew? Torah. Beinenu. Beinenu. <laughs> Torah Beinenu. 
It's good. Doesn't sound as good. It does sound as good. Does it? Does yeah. that just mean Torah between us sounds bad and also Torah benenu sounds bad? No, no. Because you're saying you're saying it in American accent. Torah benenu. Okay. The, the enunciation is probably off on that. Yeah, yeah. I also have to drop three octaves whenever I speak in, like, announcer Hebrew. <laughs> you, get, you get a deeper voice? Yeah. I also get a deeper voice. There's something to it. Our voices are... Hebrew is deep. Yeah, Hebrew is deep. It's our deeper voice. Our mm. inner voice mm. speaks in Hebrew. Oh, I'm doing it. Shoot. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I'm going to have to erase that as my signature and never do it again. Why? Maybe I like it. I like it as your signature. Way too self-conscious. <laughs> I feel like it's my way of like telling someone like, yeah, keep going. Yeah. You yeah. got this. Yeah. It's a good, good active listening. But it's bad for um, interviews because mm. interviewers are not supposed to interject. Well, there's there is actually... Um, uh, the the person who wrote the power of habits, Charles Duhigg, um, he recently wrote a book called I think Super Communicators, um, and in the book he talks about different like modes of conversation and how um, I think that's the name of the book Super Communicators by Charles Duhigg. <laughs> Should we keep referring to the audience? Audience, go find this for us. <laughs> they could be our podcast producers. Maybe we need a podcast producer. But um, one thing that's interesting is he mentions how originally when the phone came out that they thought people were only going to use it for very tachlis. Tachlis means... Tachlis. Which means... Mm, practical. Right, like practical, pragmatic, like... I don't know, utilitarian, like, purposes. So, like, people would have a phone call, like, here, write this down, write down this list or something. Or, um, you know, this is this person's name. And that people wouldn't have meaningful conversations. But eventually, people started using the phone and knowing how to do it as a, like, way of having real conversations. Um, so there's something about have like a different modality that affects the way that you communicate. So on phone calls, for example, people who are super communicators tend to speak louder or to do like, mm, because they want people to know that they're engaged or listening or things like that. But, but that's also like something that people do sometimes when they're not listening and they're like, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's I if know, you're a right? super super communicator <laughs> and you know the things that make other people think that you're listening. But um, he was having a conversation with Russ Roberts on Econ Talk. Um, shout out to Ezra Roberts' his father, Russ, and his show. Uh, and in it, he he was saying the interviewer said that like, oh, I generally like to interject and to like have banter, but like on Zoom. Because of the delay, oh, it's awful. you can't do it. Yeah. You, you can't, like, have the banter. Um, but if you're in person, you can. Because people people can still hear it. Right. But it, it only works if the timing is right. Mm-hmm. So probably to, uh, yeah, and it's even different with, like, phone calls versus Zoom, with the camera on versus camera off. I don't know, all these things. How to interject, whether to not interject. How to have good conversations. 
Yeah, and also it's really important to have like your signature. So your <laughs> dimples, if your camera's off, it's, it's not working for you. Okay, so maybe we'll, we'll we have to add video to it. Oh no, no, I did the best. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. No uh, dimples for you. I think I've said that on this podcast before. About your dimples. No, I th- you you talked about how you never want to record the podcast with video because you like doing the podcast in your pajamas. Mm-hmm. That is true. <laughs> um, but it's... Uh, well, I- granted, half the times we do the podcast, it's not before Shabbos. Um, it's usually about Shabbos, so yeah, I'm in my pajamas. Yeah, Mote Shabbos is prime pajama time. Uh, but two things that I'm thinking about just when talking about communication is one uh, in the super communicators book he mentions how the people who are really proficient communicators are people who think like half an inch deeper about communication like they don't just talk to someone they're like how do I not in like a strategic way but like in like a, a thoughtful way of, of being curious. How can I have this be a meaningful conversation and not just like a stomp conversation? What's a way to make, to ask better questions, to form deeper connections quicker with people? Um, and having just that thoughtfulness can really elevate your communication. Absolutely. Game. I don't know. I think it's something that we, we think about a lot with like... Too much. Too much? For me at least. Oh. I think I'm more thoughtful than when I, before I go into conversation, sometimes I'm like, okay, like how should I say this? Or what should I be like, what's a good thing to say to this person? I'm going to see them. And they, there, there was a study that they did at Harvard where, <laughs> where they asked people for 10 seconds to just write down a few topics that they might want to talk about with a random stranger and they had them just write down three items and they then they had a control group where they didn't ask them to do that and most of the time the people didn't even speak about what they wrote down but they had better conversations because they were thinking about like oh this conversation the other people just kind of right so just having like a little bit of intentionality or for example preparing for an interview even if you don't speak about what you were planning on speaking about like it gives you a better level of comfort to be able to speak about yeah. something so you feel more comfortable, less anxious in the conversation. Totally. But I also get mad at myself when I, if I don't think ahead of time because we see so many people. So, and also sorry if you hear blow drying in the background. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's Israel for you, thin walls. Um, if I don't mention something to someone and I realize it after, like, oh my gosh, I should have asked them about their trip to Jamaica or I should have, this person's sibling got married. Wow, I can't believe I didn't ask them. Like, I feel bad about it. Like, I'm like, I should be. Like, these are important moments in people's lives. They're interesting times. Like, it's sad if you just miss that opportunity. If it's, because a lot of also the last couple of conversations when we were at MJE, like they're very us focused because of our Aliyah. Like, oh, you're still here? Like, yeah. We made Aliyah. We made Aliyah. Um, so. When did we do that? Yeah. So let's talk about that instead <laughs> of over communicating for the people that are still here. Yeah. 11 minutes deep. Yeah. Um, what Parsha is it? 
it is Parshat Kitisa, and there is a lot of miscommunication that does happen yeah. because Moshe does go up on the mountain. He makes the luchot, then they build the golden calf, and so there were Aaron's trying to like potentially calm the crowd, but then he ends up helping them build the golden calf. So there's a lot of so miscommunication, and Hashem's communicating with Moshe, and Moshe's communicating. So, so the takeaways for that are. Let's Pre- communicate better. Prepare before your conversations. Think ahead of time. Just two seconds to yourself. Oh, what should I think about when I go up and speak to this person? How can I have better conversations? Be transparent that, hey, I'm not down to make this idle. Don't try to use it as like a stalling tactic. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a big one. That's a really big one. <laughs> say what you mean to say. Don't go stealing your wife's jewelry and donate it to a cause that's really not a kaiser. Yeah, well, they used their own jewelry also. The men had jewelry. The men had jewelry. Yeah, go buy some jewelry, men. Yeah. And use it for a holy purpose. It is interesting, though, that specifically the jewelry that they take is the earrings, potentially nose rings also, but mm-hmm. there's there's something about, like, taking something from your ears and then throwing it towards a golden calf, and it's like oh. these ears that heard Anochi Hashem Elokecha, that, like, I am Hashem your God, are now making this false god. And, uh, yeah, and then if you move forward, there's the laws about the evadivri, like the Canaanite um, servant, and that if uh, someone who's an ivri who wants a Hebrew who wants to stay with his master after seven years, when typically every seven years the um, ivrim are able to go free, um, they are able to stay if they pierce their ear, which is the acknowledgement of ah, uh, there's a master above my direct master that I'm serving at this moment. But that they're choosing to kind of stay as an indentured person rather than going free. So something also, it's like maybe an acknowledgement, but maybe uh, the opposite of an acknowledgement, like uh, an inability to listen. Mm. So that therefore their ear needs to be pierced. But that's There's a lot there. We'll get there in the future parshas. Yeah. Or we won't. Who knows? Who knows? But we got here. So how is it getting here? How is it getting to Eretz Yisrael? It was really sweet and sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, just difficult saying bye to some friends who um, won't be able to be around them and their kids as much. Because people grow, people change. But like, I don't know, you see people's kids and they like time to time... If you don't see a two-month-old for two months, they just doubled their lifespan. They have a whole new thing. So, And then they're not going to be around Eden. And Eden keeps uh, getting new tricks. Um, so those were sad. But also uh, sentimental, mm-hmm. like, like sweet. And um, so there were some tears, but that, that helped me. They say tears are an inner mikvah. So felt like a good purification process to to get that out a little bit and now to be here. Yeah. How, how's it been for you? How were your goodbyes? How was your journey? My goodbyes were okay. Um, I also saw a couple of my best friends the weekend before we left and it's very sad to say bye to them, but also like exciting and this is something that they've seen me through this whole process of like talking about wanting to move to Israel, going for the year, 
going during high school for an exchange program, right? Like all of these big moments in my life that have shaped my direction to actually finally getting here and them being able to send me off. It was in like just a few days before we left. So that was really special. And it's also amazing to see where they are now and exciting to just to continue to follow everybody in their journeys. Um, it's it's really cool when there are these big life moments that, that happen. You're like, wow, we are living and we are doing and we are deciding um it's like uh it's powerful does it feel like like a permanent decision i don't know i'm 24 hours in (laughs) but it feels it's definitely permanent in the sense of we did it we're here and that's something that i felt like i owed you and i owed myself and i owed eden and that that debt is paid off and that's incredibly powerful to be able to say if i believe like the jewish people believe in their jewish homeland we are here and i did my part that's permanent yeah i what do you mean by you did your part like you did your part in becoming a citizen you did your part in moving your family here yeah what, i did my is- part in becoming a citizen in contributing to the growth of the Jewish people in our Jewish homeland and so far trying we've just to make been, it work. been takers I mean you go to the airport they give you 5,250 shekel when you land they give you a sim card so, uh, <laughs> the guy handed Kevin money and he's like which means money you count twice and he started counting it in front of him he's like yeah okay okay <laughs> it was the right amount uh, so you know, I'm thinking about like. Um, it, it I don't can... feel like a taker at all. Good, good. I don't feel like a taker at all. And also, Nef- shout out to like Nefesh Benefesh who sent the sweetest volunteer. Who also, so I get off the plane. So what happens? We get off the plane. I go first because Kevin's looking for his AirPods, and <laughs> they were in my pocket. They were in his pocket, but he I'll... did check a few times. A few times. Deep jeans pockets. What are we gonna wear next time on the plane? I think the same. fanny packs I think the, the answer is fanny packs that's going to be your new signature <laughs> okay. everything goes in the fanny pack at Camp Stone they are very into fanny packs great let's do it um, so I take Eden off the plane and right as we get off like the bridge from the plane to the airport there's a woman waiting for us and she has a sign saying like welcome Aleem and I'm like that's me <laughs> and uh, I go up to her and I'm like wait I totally stayed at your house for Shabbos eight years ago. She's like, no way. So it was just like one of those funny things where I went with a friend to Modi'in for Shabbat. Shout out to the Zach's family. Um, and she's like, totally remember you. It's coming back to me. Like, I remember you with hair because I was wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that definitely checks out. There is hat under the hair, though. Yes. Or hair under the hair. No, there's the no hat. hat under the hair. <laughs> there's no hair on hat under the hair. <laughs> yeah no that's not a thing but uh it was just so great to like see a familiar sweet warm face um right off the bat and then eventually kevin checked his pockets better and then he joined us and it was relatively smooth sailing from there i mean someone did oh yeah that was our our carry-on bag so i had to like run down and he was on his way back and i was running there nothing alike i've had people take bags at the gate at the at the carousel but never from the airplane yeah we were also the last two people basically on the plane and he took the wrong bag yeah 
Because when I left the plane, our bag was still up there. And I already let most people off. Uh, yeah. So that was really crazy. The only thing that looked like was that we had crazy ribbons hanging off of the bag. But otherwise, ours was black. His was like a denim. He was he was a little bit of a confused older man. Yeah. And it wasn't his bag because Kevin called the number on the bag. It was- and he was like, what? And then he called his buddy who was carrying the bag. So I guess it makes sense. There were ribbons. Something like weird that. Weird that people would... And also these ribbons are kind of like old and crumply and like weird colors. And he had the same weird couple... Like it <laughs> happened to be that, okay, maybe the identifier that he held on to was like, who else is going to have these crazy ribbons? And yeah. it's like, wait, ours were. And we were right next to each other. Yeah. But Kevin caught him right even before we... We got it. We got it. We got yeah. the bag back. Kevin sprung into action. But then at the Aliyah office, we got there which was super nice they helped us with our bags which we were schlepping a lot of things and then um we took a nice picture with a flag Mm -hmm. and then we saw someone else who we knew my one of my rabbis from yeshiva's daughter was working in the aliyah office and she was also super helpful and she was holding eden's hands and walking with her um I don't know. And translating. And translating. <laughs> and there's there's something sweet about uh, in Israel, like, you lose some family, but you also gain, like, uh, an extended family. Totally. Um, so those were seeing someone we knew right as we got off the plane. Mamish. Seeing someone in the Aliyah office who helped us out and who was, like, so sweet to Eden, so. And then we got a party bus. Yeah. They ordered us a party bus. So the whole fam came when we actually got out of, like, the customs area then uh kevin's family was waiting for us and our friend ev who came to israel a couple of days earlier um and that was also a sweet thing like seeing my brother who made aliyah so my sister lives in america my brother lives in israel and two other siblings we'll see where they end up and then one of my best friends seeing us at the airport so it's like leaving family but also being welcomed by family, leaving friends, but also being welcomed by friends. Yeah. So there's, um, there's yesh yesh. Yeah. It was so funny when we were leaving America. So Kevin's sister and brother-in-law surprised us. Um, we said bye to them on Sunday, which was emotional and she's due next month. So we feel less than a month. Yeah. We feel really sad that we're not going to be able to be there for the birth and to just, give to them when they were and are so so helpful and sweet and kind and like just beyond with Eden so it's really sad but they surprised us at the airport so then I lost it (laughs) (laughs) but but so I lost it and then I said goodbye to my parents I said goodbye to Kevin's dad and then when we went to and Eden wouldn't let her go like wouldn't let my brother-in-law Chesky go he was like cheeky 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 which is what and then calls Chesky. Yeah. Which was so sweet. But then when we got to the airport, she was so happy to see Lindsay. And she was like, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Yeah. So. But I was just going to say that immediately after that, when we went to go say, hi, we don't have bombs on us um, before we can check <laughs> in our bags. Um, she's like, why are you crying? Don't cry. It's going to be good. I'm just like, I feel like I'm allowed to cry now. I know it's going to be good and I want to cry. I feel like I need to let it out a little. I didn't want to tell her that I wasn't going to get in a fight with the Allah lady. <laughs> but 
But a part of me was like, don't tell Ali. Like, you know we're making Ali out. Like, don't tell me not to cry. This is my time to cry. I need, a, I need it. But last night, I went to a hackathon. There's this Niveau network. Yes, it is crazy that the day that we landed, he went to hackathon. Let's acknowledge <laughs> that for a minute. And at this Olim hackathon, which was like focused on how to like build back Israel better. Um, Don't say build back better. It, that, that, Isn't that, that another slogan? That was something like that. But it was like, how do we build tomorrow? I don't know what it was. Um, but I saw a friend there. And I also, they were like, the people who were checking me in were like, wait, you made Aliyah a few hours ago? How are you here? Like, what are you doing? And they were like, when I made Aliyah, I was like crying. I was a mess. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, yeah. I'm just incredibly well adjusted. I'm like, thankfully, (laughs) my wife, my daughter took care of a few things. Um, and they, they were like, oh, you also must know people if you're here at this event. I was like, yeah, that is I, certainly know, true. I know Michelle, I know some other people. Um, so they were surprised that it wasn't crying yeah. on the other side. I mean, I'm sure night. the tears will come. We haven't done everything. We lost one of our luggage pieces, but it's fine. It'll all come misplaced, through. Misplaced, misplaced. And worst comes to worst, we buy new stuff. Support the Israeli economy. See, we're not just takers. <laughs> this is true. Um, but, yeah. Um, unfortunately, before Hopped On, heard some upsetting news that there were um, a bunch of injuries of soldiers and uh, a few soldiers who were killed. So, um feels important to be here in, in Israel. And to uh, to be here on Shabbat davening, and uh, praying that it's a, a quiet Shabbat and a secure Shabbat, and that we hear good news and peace returns to the land. Amen. Shabbat shalom. Bye, guys. Shabbat shalom. Speak to you next week.